The Blue Jackets made me very upset today. They were playing a good game. I think for a majority of the game, the San Jose Sharks came in. And the Sharks are a team that has underperformed this year. With really no excuse why they've underperformed. I mean, they lost a couple free agents. They lost Gustav Nyquist, who's playing for us. But he was really a Matt Duchesne situation for the Sharks, where he got traded there with at the deadline, I think it was at. It was around the deadline. So that wasn't like a big – he wasn't a big part of their structure. They lost Joe, Joe Pavelski, who was cap, Captain America for him. Um, but other than that, yeah, I mean, the Sharks are a good team for sure. They played a game that was very – reminiscent of the team that they've been in the past which is be a sweet team and I don't think anybody let the Blue Jackets know that the Sharks were going to come out and just be the be sweet today because I thought the Sharks played really good and one thing that's encouraging for me coming out of that game for the Jackets is the way that the Jackets played because I thought other than the first 15 minutes of the first period which is a long time I think the Jackets played really well and I even go back to that first 15 minutes of the first period and say there were three or four offsides calls where the Jackets were trying to get in the offensive zone and just were making a mental mistake there at the blue line that cost them. So, I mean, that's not an excuse, but I think, like, if you don't make that mistake at the blue line, like I said, like, literally it was like three to six times it felt like the Blue Jackets were getting called for offsides. If you don't make that mistake at the blue line all the time, then you're starting to get more offense and get better entries into the zone. And I think that first period would have, in total, looked a lot better than what it looked like. I don't know if anybody else noticed that. I just happened to notice that like the Blue Jackets were getting called for offsides over and over again when trying to enter the zone. The second period comes around, and we're on the power play, and then Sonny Milano just makes a boof stick pass all the way up to... Uh, streaking out of the net or streaking out of the penalty box was, I think it was LeBanc. I'm not sure. But, yeah, it was just a garbage goal. It was definitely a goal that I was upset about because now I have to go at bat for Sonny Milano again. Defending him and saying that he doesn't make stupid plays, that play, there's no defending that. It was just, it was a stupid play. Here's Torts talking about it. Found our way towards the end of the first period, played better. Our awareness on the two goals, we can't make a pass knowing there's so little time left in the, in the power play back towards their, towards our net. You can't. And a change-up goal. Change-up goal. Yeah, you had the guy coming out of the net, or coming out of the penalty box, excuse me. He goes the other way, and he tucks it home. Elvis five-hole. Those five-hole goals are always so interesting to me because you're really taking a risk that it's open. But then when you really think about it, if you really can get the goalie moving, chances are it is going to be open. And it's just a really, it's a pretty goal. I mean, it is. Like, when you sit back and appreciate it, you can say, yeah, it was a pretty cool goal. Like, you just tucked the five hole. Obviously, you don't want to see it get tucked on Elvis. That's going to make me very upset when I see that. I definitely get more upset when I see the five hole tuck happen to my goalie. And that's what happened today. I think all in all, I think Elvis played a pretty good game. I think he made huge saves when he needed to. And I don't really think that any of the goals I don't think he made, you know, major mistakes. I think he's I think he's just overall playing with more confidence, which is a good thing. Uh that's the 
number one contributor to being a successful goalie in the NHL. Uh, I've played zero goalie in the NHL, and I can tell you that because that's what they say. It's important to be confident. I think Elvis's those two wins were good for him. And, I, I mean, you've already survived one week without Corpusalo. So that four- to six-week time frame is now cut down to three to five weeks, really, and you survived one week and you got four out of six possible points. I'd say it's a pretty good start. And then you go out west here. You're going to see the Sharks again in a, in a couple games, but you got the Kings on Monday night, and then, boom, Tuesday night you stay in the Los Angeles area and you play the Ducks. And I'm just going to be honest, this has to be four points for the Jackets here. It has to be four points. I, neither of these teams have been impressing me. Neither of these teams have been impressing anybody. If there's one team that I think the Jackets could fall to, it is the Kings. The Kings have been playing better in the last 10. They're 5-3-2. and two. They got a game at 10 o'clock tonight against Nashville. So that will be interesting to see. It'll be interesting to see if the Kings, and I think the last time the Jackets played the Kings, it was here at Nationwide, and the Jackets had to get an empty net goal to stay alive in the game, make it 2-2, and I think the Jackets won 3-2 in overtime. Uh, so, yeah, you know, it, uh, no, they did win 3-2 in overtime. That was the game when Gustav had the backhand sauce right on PLD stick before he talked to Ohm. So, you know, that's a game that I'm going to be looking forward to simply in the fact that I'm going to I'm looking forward to the fact that the Jackets are starting fresh now. The point streak is over and if you guys want to know what coach Torts had to say about the point streak, I kind of have that sound to spin for you. I'll give you that. We we don't talk about the streak. We just we're trying to play the right way. All we do is get ready for our next game. It's not about taking away or talking about the end of a streak. We we never we do, we don't go about it that way. We're just trying to play the right way. So we got to get right back at it when we go out west and play the way that we feel we can win hockey games. Yeah, uh, I think that's, I think that's what you want to hear as a Blue Jackets fan. You want to hear that this team's not rattled by the fact that the point streak is over, and now that it's time to go out there and you know start a new one. What better way to start than going out to California? Uh, you're gonna get there a little early. I mean, I was when I was down there in the hallway, like at the end of the game, sick flex by me. When I was down there, I mean, the equipment guys were hustling to get bags on the on their little truck and get going. The game's not even tomorrow night until seven seven thirty, Los Angeles time. But uh, you could tell that they're leaving as soon as possible. They probably didn't. The boys probably don't have any time to go home. They just get right on the bus and get going over to the airport and fly off to Los Angeles. Four hour flight out there. So, you know, I'm ex- I'm excited to see how this Blue Jackets team will play going into this California trip because I think this is a big opportunity for the Jackets here to bank some big points, like I said on the last podcast with Tommy. But you got to go out there and do it. You can't sit back and sulk at the fact that the point streak is over and that you don't you have a lot of guys injured. I mean, these road trips this is where the team really gets tested. And I do believe that. Again, never been on a road trip in my life as an NHL player, uh, mostly because I made decisions in my life that, you know, decided not to go into the NHL. I know it was a very humble decision for me, but I decided not to play in the NHL. And I decided to just be a guy that talks about the NHL team in my town instead. Uh, I make way less money doing this, so humble brag by me. Um, but, no, I on a serious – seriously, I think – I think this road trip is I think it's a real important time for the Jackets fans to 
to figure out what their team is. And I think as we've seen them go throughout December, I think we've figured out that this team can be a playoff team. And granted, it's you can't win every game and you can't win every game by one goal and still make the postseason. Eventually, you know, puck luck's not going to go your way and you're either not going to score or a few more are going to go in that you didn't plan on going in. Certainly those things are going to happen. But until they happen, you just got to keep rooting for it. I mean, teams go on big runs and the Jackets are trying to bank all their points they can bank right now while they're going on this run. It's been fun. And yes, officially it does come to an end, but I think, you know, I think it's encouraging to hear that it really doesn't matter to them. I mean, the guy that talks to the team the most and Torts says they don't talk about it. Okay, good. All right, go out to California. Keep that ball rolling. I think the Jackets played – they didn't play better tonight. The Sharks came out, and they did play a really good game. They played a really solid game. It was tight checking. It was very speedy at both ends. I mean, that's what I felt like watching it. I felt like there was a there was a good amount of back and forth. And, dude, like San Jose really did hit hard. They really were getting gritty on the boards. So – yeah, I, I think all in all, the Jackets need to play a better game when they go out west. I think they still played a good game today. I just don't think they played a complete game. Like I said, they had some mistakes at the blue line. And then they and then Sonny had that big mistake on the power play. And here I am going to bat for Sonny again and saying he's still a good player. Uh, but, you know, you have to clean that up defensively. Absolutely. This is a team that has no room for error because they don't have their full lineup in. And... You don't have, you just don't, and especially in a zero-zero game when you play for a team that's hard to score for. It's just, it's one of those things where you hated to see it go back the other way against you, but it did. And credit to the Sharks for capitalizing. The Sharks are a team that are trying to find that they're trying to find their way back into the postseason. Man, I mean, they're a team that's been there. That they, they they are one of those clubs that has year in year out been in the postseason and won a series or two. And here they are. They're sitting down at seventh place in in the Western Conference wild card race. I mean, they're they're way out of it. And you need to be in the top two. They're sitting at forty one points, and Winnipeg has that number two spot at forty eight. So they're seven points behind the wild card. The Jackets right now, by the way, they sit they still sit three points behind the Flyers. The Flyers, who have lost two in a row, are out west still. They play Phoenix tonight, or excuse me, Arizona, but basically Phoenix, we all know, the Yotes. They play the Yotes, and we all know this year the Yotes are a wagon. They've been sick. They've had Taylor All as an addition to their team, and, you know, they're a team that you legitimately look in the Pacific Division and can say, yeah, that team can probably, that team could probably win that division. And... They've played very well, and the Knights are out there. Go, go, our pack, go Yotes. I'm right now on their little uh, little website here just trying to find some stats about Taylor Hall, who's been out there. But, yeah, I mean, they, they're getting some great play from some big-name guys. Uh, Phil Kessel is really a guy that hasn't really gotten going for them, to be honest, this year. I know because I drafted him on my fantasy team, and I thought, okay, this guy's going to be a big scorer. But it turns out he hasn't been the huge scorer that I thought he'd be. Uh, so I think that's maybe why the Yotes were so aggressive in trying to go for Taylor Hall just to complete that piece. They see that their windows here, and uh, you know they want to go after that. So you know, credit the Yotes. Um, the Jackets already got a win out in Arizona, by the way. That was huge. We don't have to play them 
again, I don't think I I think we've yet we've yet to play them at Nationwide, so we have them coming up on the schedule, I'm sure. Or maybe if we have somebody can tweet at me and tell me that I'm wrong, uh, it doesn't really matter. Nonetheless, the Jackets does the Yotes aren't even one of the Jackets opponents. I'm strictly talking about the Philadelphia Flyers and saying that the Flyers are starting to trend down a little bit. They've already lost two in a row, and then they play Arizona tonight. So big game, big game, a potential loss to go on three in a row, to go on three losses in a row in the Jackets. Man, you really got to capitalize on these points out there because you're sitting three points behind it. And I think this California trip is going to really set the Jackets straight for what the rest of the season is going to look like as far as are we going to put in the effort to buy into this team? Are the fans going to, quote-unquote, put the plug back in on this season and really believe in this team? Because we all know, I mean, it's one of those things where if you look ahead at the postseason, you're going to get sad on yourself and you're going to say, we don't have the firepower to go out and beat the Bostons, to beat the Washingtons. But you don't know. You First of all, you got to get there. So I guess all we can do is root for this team to get there and be that team that is on a 4 year in a row playoff streak I think the Jackets can do that I think they just have to buckle down here they have to continue to stick to their game and they have to just continue to as fans we have to continue to trust in torts to set this team straight some other things I want to talk about around the NHL the Winter Classic I thought was beautiful I didn't go to it obviously I wasn't going to make the effort to go all the way down to Dallas although I would be lying to you if I said that I didn't look up flights for it the night before just to see what it would be like to fly in, buy a ticket, you know, weighing that expense out. Always fun to to play with that in your in your head. But man, I mean just the things that I was seeing from down there, it really did look like a cool event. And I think the Cotton Bowl was an awesome place to play that game. I mean, are you kidding me? I think they I mean they've played at big time college football stadiums before. I mean they played at Notre Dame last year. Uh, and then they played at, in Michigan Stadium. But I think last year, I, I, or I think, or excuse me, this last one at the Cotton Bowl, I think that I think they the NHL really did a great job. And I think credit to Dallas Stars. I mean, that, that building was sold out, the second largest crowd in Winter Classic history. I think it was like around 85,000. We know that the record is at the big house at like 108,000. So still well off the mark, but filling the capacity of the Cotton Bowl in a southern hockey environment is a really big deal and you know it, it just makes me makes me be that guy that says I want to go to the winter classic sometime I'm yet to I've yet to go to one obviously they have not played one in the city that I reside in and you know to the Jackets fans that are upset about not getting the bid for the next year's one just wait it, it will happen eventually they want to go to Ohio Stadium it is again one of those landmark stadiums in across the country but you have to keep the perspective that they're not going to go to a stadium where they aren't guaranteed to sell it out. You have seen every Winter Classic sold out, and that is for a reason. Ohio Stadium, they will only go there if they can feel confident that the Columbus Blue Jackets fan base, plus plug in whatever fan base, and you're going to probably need Chicago in it, or you're going to need Pittsburgh in it, or Detroit to fill that stadium because it's just such a big stadium. Like, the Jackets have a hard time filling nationwide up on a night-to-night basis, and that's that's not any problem with the way that the team's been playing. The team's been good for recent years, 
It's because of the market. This is a tough, this is a small market. Even though we are in a growing city, the market is small. There's no guarantee that if you play a hockey game at Ohio Stadium next year that you're going to sell it out. I think this is a, a project that is, I mean, at the soonest, five years away. I mean, at the absolute soonest, the Blue Jackets are going to, and that's that's saying if the Blue Jackets go on like a big like run in the playoffs where they get to the Eastern Conference or if they win the Eastern Conference and then go to the Stanley Cup final and get that attention of of the country. I think I think then maybe we could see a game a game there in the next 5 years, but you got to keep in mind a team like Dallas first of all in a big city, they did go on a big run last year. Secondly, a team like Nashville who went to the Stanley Cup Finals a few years back, and that's when they really started to get those bandwagon fans, and like you know that that's when they started to really get some national, a big national fan base, and they brought a lot of fans to that game at the Cotton Bowl. So I think before Jackets fans really get upset about the fact that they have not had a game at Ohio Stadium yet, I think I think we just all need to hold the horses on that. It will come. Ohio Stadium's not going away. The Blue Jackets aren't going away. The, all we can hope for is that you know the size of the city first of all increases. That will help. I mean, there's a lot of flat land around Columbus. Everywhere you look, people are moving in. There's developments all the time happening on the north side of the city, uh, up in Sunbury, Lewis Center, Westerville, Dublin. Everything is spreading out up there. So there's more and more people coming in. I mean, crap. They're talking about putting a Disneyland somewhere up there, Oasis or whatever. I don't. I I still don't even know if that's happening or not. Nobody's told me anything. It doesn't matter. Nonetheless, the Jackets, the Jackets fan base will continue to grow with the people coming into the city, and so you know that's a big thing. But also, the Jackets fan base will continue to grow as long as the team succeeds. But the team has to succeed more than they have in the past. Winning just one round in the playoffs is not going to get you that national clout and it did we it did give us a little bit of clout we got a taste of the national clout when the blue jackets sweeped the tampa bay lightning last year the president's cup winners that was a big thing that was a really big thing and we saw the the little droplets of clout that the jackets got from national from big national medias and you know that was that was fun and it was exciting but that being said, that only lasts so long because you played the Boston Bruins, an original six team, and you got beat in six games. So what are you going to do? And they lost all their UFAs in the offseason. It was just it was a tough stretch there for the Jackets. Obviously, they aren't going to get a whole lot of national clout just by being where the Jackets are. I mean, you're sitting smack dab in the middle of three big clubs. You got well, you look out east and you got Chicago. You look up north and you got Detroit, two oh six teams. And then you look straight out east and you got the Pittsburgh Penguins, who are five time Stanley Cup winners and have Hall of Famers like Mario Lemieux, Yarmir Yager. They have Hall of Famers on their team right now, Evgeny Malkin, Sidney Crosby, Chris Letang. I mean, what are you gonna do? It's it's one of those things where the, if you see somebody wearing a Blue Jackets shirt, a Blue Jackets hat, you know that that dude or that gal is legit. You know that they are a legit Blue Jackets fan because nobody goes around just rocking that stuff on a daily basis just because they want to rock it. We see people rocking Chicago Blackhawks, Pittsburgh Penguins stuff all the time. We see it every day. Boston Bruins, New York Rangers. 
It's all we see. It's all Vegas Golden Knights. It's all we see. Even in our own city, we see that all the time. And that's because those teams have national clout. Look what, I mean, Vegas is is in the Sin City, so, like, obviously they're going to get some eyes on them. But look at the, the amount, of, amount of attention that they got just by going to the Stanley Cup Finals. If, if there's any more reason to plug to put the plug back in on the city or back in on this team and then and on this season, it's the hope that the Jackets will go, maybe not win the Stanley Cup, but at least go to the Stanley Cup Finals sometime in the next five years to get that national clout and you know continue the trend of building a good fan base to the point where we can go to Gary Bettman and we can say if we open up if we if we open up the ticket box for the shoe, we're selling a hundred thousand plus seats, no problem. Because the NHL wants that. It's not like they're looking at it like, mm, no, we're not going to go there. We're going to go to Target Field, a 40,000-seat baseball stadium in the state of hockey because it's a guaranteed sellout. Duh. It's a, it's a smart decision. It, it's not it's not dumb. I mean, it's not the one that I was looking forward to. I mean, I, I really like the – I think winter classics are cooler when they're played in the in the football stadiums and the old especially in the college football stadiums which tend to be older have a little more history i said in a tweet one time i really wanted to see them play sometime at lambeau field maybe like a minnesota and detroit matchup or like a minnesota and winnipeg like you know i think those kind of matchups would be really cool or you know there's other college football stadiums you can go to beaver stadium uh, the Flyers and Penguins, but even then, like you're not guaranteed to sell 100,000 seats. The one game where they did sell 100,000 seats for a hockey game was when it was literally the Red Wings still at the top of, of what they were or kind of like the tail end of what they were as a dynasty going against the Toronto Maple Leafs at the beginning of their dynasty or like at the beginning of their like big-time showtime like team that they have now. So, you know, those are the things you got to look at. You got to look you got to keep in perspective the fact that the Jackets simply do not have the ability to sell out in a 100,000 seat stadium. And plus, like you got to keep in mind like these football stadiums are hard to sell tickets to because you're not getting a great view of the game. You're just not. I mean, think about it. Think about sitting in the upper bowl the nation at Nationwide. It, it's a good view. It's a, it's a good view. Now, picture that and then, like, shrink the rink in half or, like, double dig your seating. Like, you're way, way up high, and you're trying to look for a little black puck on the ice. I mean, it's tough. I've never been to an event, but I can just imagine from sitting in the upper bowl at the horseshoe looking down at, at maybe, like, the 30 to 30-yard 30 line and, like, trying to find a little hockey puck, like, all the way down there. It'd be tough. It would It would absolutely be a tough it's a tough thing to sell, and that's why I'm looking at Dallas, and I'm and I'm kind of impressed that they sold 85,000 seats for it. That's the NHL knowing what they're doing, knowing what's going on. I love to see it. I I think it's good for the game. It just can it just shows the trend of hockey. Like there were college football games on, and man, I love college football. But after after the recent events for the Ohio State Buckeyes, I just wasn't in the mood. I turned on the NHL hockey. I turned on the Winter Classic game. And, you know, I got to see some big hits. Corey Perry, by the way, five-game suspension for his hit on Ryan Ellis. See ya. Get that guy out of here. I mean, that was a garbage hit for sure. Corey Perry, such a dirty player. But, hey, he's just one of those Tom Wilson guys that, you know, just likes to put the elbow up. He knows what he's doing, gets kicked out first two minutes of the game, makes a long walk of shame at the Cotton Bowl. 
you hate to see it if you're a Dallas fan. You love to see it for everybody else. Yeah, punish that guy. Screw him. The Jackets, fortunately, will not have to go against him because when we play the Ducks, it'll be cover. It'll still be within that five game suspension umbrella. So, yeah. Nonetheless, this this episode kind of had a better vibe to it, mostly because I had to think about the Winter Classic and how good of a game it was. I don't want to think so much about the Jackets game this past one because I think they had an opportunity to tie the game, and I think they would have won the game had they cleaned up some areas. Uh, but if there's one thing to be confident in fact, it's that when this team plays its best, they give themselves a great chance at winning the game no matter who they're playing. If they would have played their best today, I'm confident our best versus San Jose's best it would have been a dub. It would have been two points here at the Schwedo, a sold-out building. The Jackets don't play great in front of sellout crowds. It's just one of those things. I can't really describe it, and I'm sure none of the players or coaches would be willing to describe it because there's just probably no rhyme or reason to it. Whenever that building is sold out at the Schwede for National Kid Day or whatever they were doing, kids kids night, kids take over, it just it just doesn't work out. It was a packed house. They were doing Fortnite dances with the players, animations. It was it was honestly cool. It was honestly well put together. How do you do, fellow kids? You know, moment. But it was good. You know, it was more. It was honestly more like Fortnite night. It was Fortnite night at the Schwide, and the Jackets couldn't get it done. So, you know, it's tough. It's one of those things where you just move on. Go. I'm I'm gonna enjoy watching these West Coast games here. I don't mind the 10.30 starts. It gives me a reason to stay up at balls o'clock in the morning watching hockey. And, yeah, I'm going to like it. I'm going to really, really enjoy watching the Jackets. Hopefully, my if my prediction, I'm saying we go with three for three. We go out west and we sweep the west. We absolutely poop on the west. Uh, we poop on California. We let them know that, no, they are not a state that needs to segregate from the United States. Stay with us. Uh, we like you guys. We like the fact that you have differing, different opinions than most of the rest of the country. But, you know, I think that makes us stronger as a nation. Stay with us. Don't leave. Don't, don't, no, you, you stay right there. Come on. We are stronger together than if you were, if you left us and became your own nation. Don't do that, California. Don't do that. You're sent, you're sent a lot of good trends. You're sent a lot of good trends. All right. Um, yeah. Stay here, California. But you stink at hockey. We're going to come, and we're going to beat you up, and it's going to be awesome. I'm going to love every second of it. And if we don't beat them up, you can just blame me. It can just be my fault again because it always is my fault. Every time I predict this Jackets team to do really good stuff, they don't do good stuff. So with that being said, the Jackets are going winless. They're going winless out in California. I talked myself into it. They're not winning a single hockey game. Is going to be brutal. Is going to be sad. We are going to plummet in the standings, um, and it's going to suck. And the season's going to be over, and we don't have to ever think about national clout or anything because these three games are going to set the course for the decade. These three games are the most important games in the history of the decade for the Jackets. Easily, it's the twenties. Happy New Year. Happy everything. It's the twenties. What can I say? Uh, let's get let's get roaring. Let's get crunk. Let's get crazy. I am going to go home and I'm going to indulge in a lot of playoff football right now because, let's be honest, the first six weeks of the of the NFL is awesome because you're like, yes, football is back. But then in the middle, once you kind of know who all the teams are that are going to win the division, pretty much like you got a good shaped out idea of what team's gonna end up in what seeding and stuff. Like, 
that that's when it kind of dies down for me. But then, boom, wild card weekend, I get right back into it. Even though, like, I'm watching the Bills and Texans, these these teams probably won't. Neither of them will probably even play in the AFC Championship, let alone win the Super Bowl. I'm still going to watch it. I love watching playoff pretty much anything. Uh, so I'm going to indulge in this later tonight. I will watch the Patriots and Titans. I think it's funny watching all the people doubt the Patriots again. Granted, they are not playing at home and they do well they are playing at home tonight but they do not have home field advantage throughout the playoffs and they have to play that extra game for the first time in a while they have to play on wild card weekend instead of being those the top one or two seeds in the AFC which they've been for a, a big chunk of their Super Bowl runs uh it's tough to see but you know what I love a good underdog story and I love I I'm starting to like the Tom Brady era I am starting to enjoy it I love watching old guys go out and beat up on the young guys uh I was a big Yaramir Yager guy when he was still playing in the league I'm I'm gonna say this I had a Yaramir Yager jersey Florida Panthers before they were good in my closet. I, I had it in my closet. It was sick threads, and it was the freaking Yogmeister, man. I mean, he was going out there 40-plus years of age just dummying guys. It was awesome. I'm still like that. With Tom Brady, even though he's a Michigan guy, even though he's a Patriots guy, you know, I I put that all aside, and I'm like, this guy is just one heck of a good football player going out there and just schooling up some young DBs and doing it with a team that's just not good. Edelman is their only dude. I mean, they got James White, Sonny Michelle, Rex Burkhead, sure, at the back. But, I mean, Brady's without Gronk. He's without he's without pretty much anybody decent at receiver other than Edelman. So, the defense has been good. So, if they win the Super Bowl this year, it will probably be... It will probably be because... Their defense carried them through it, much like the way Peyton Manning closed out his career in Denver with the defense carrying them all the way through it. Von Miller, absolute dog for that team. Cam Newton, jump on a fumble for once in your life. It's right there. You're you're in the Super Bowl. You'll probably never get back here. Hindsight's 2020. It's the 20s. I love you guys. Uh, I want you guys all to have a great, just whatever you're doing. Great. I'm looking more for a song again, like I always do. You know, I just always sit here and just try to delay time until I look for a song. Good, I found one. I gotta testify. Come up in the spot looking extra fly. For the day I die, I'm a test guy. Gotta testify. Come up in the spot looking extra fly. For the day I die. Tell your dog, by the way, didn't think, you probably didn't think I'd come back and remember, but do tell your dog. I remembered to tell you to tell your dog, now you have to remember. Any pessimists, I ain't talk to them, plus I ain't had no phone in my apartment. Let's take them back to the club. At least about an hour I stand online. I just wanted to dance. I went to Jacob an hour after I got my advance. I just wanted to shine. Jay's favorite line, dog, in due time. Now they look at me like, damn, dog, you what I am. A hip-hop legend. I think I died in an accident, because this must be heaven. I got to testify. Come up in the spot looking extra fly. For the day I die, I'm a test the sky. Got to testify. Come up in the spot looking extra fly. Yeah. For the day I die, I'm a test sky. Now let's test.